This is More Than Conquerors with your Bible teacher, Pastor Ray Hagistilianos. As a teaching pastor for more than 35 years, Pastor Ray's heart and vision is simply to build up God's army, enabling them to stand strong in their faith. As the senior pastor at Living Word Christian Church in White Plains, New York, Pastor Ray will challenge you today to begin your walk in integrity and victory, forever changing your life as transformed by the power of God. More Than Conquerors is supported by the generous gifts of listeners like you. You can find us online by going to livingwordchurch.org. Why does the Bible tell us that without faith it is impossible to please God? Apparently it would seem that God takes our confession and exercise of faith pretty seriously. In this message, The Life-Changing Power of Simple Faith, we'll meet some of the Bible's great faith walkers and clear evidence that they fully understood what God meant by the just shall live by faith. They not only believed God's word, but confessed it, put it into action, and then, by faith, waited patiently for it to come to pass. Understanding that the faith walk was never meant to be a cakewalk, but rather a lifestyle, these mighty men coupled their simple faith with powerful hope, setting their faith in motion and enabling God to do great things in their lives. Here, learn about the five cylinders of faith and the awesomely intimate relationship of faith and hope, so intimate that without hope, faith alone can only be hopeless faith. So Pastor Ray asks, are you a faith walker? or merely a faith talker. God wants you to prosper. God wants you to abound. God wants you to to do well, to succeed in every area and avenue of life and everything that you do. It's an already given. So that's not a maybe. That's a yes and amen. So when I pray for healing, when I pray for uh, the uh, prosperity in every sense of the word in my life, I don't approach God praying for those things and then finishing the prayer with, if it be thy will. I finish that prayer by saying, it is your will. I thank you, Lord, and I receive it into my life. Come on, that's, that's faith prayer. That's the way you pray in faith. That's the way you're supposed to approach God. But it all begins with knowledge. If I don't know that God has appropriated something, how can I express faith for it? How can I have absolute confidence that this is God's will? If I know it's God's will, then I can have confidence in my faith and in my prayer as I lift up that that prayer to God asking him for whatever it is. I know that it's already contained within the word and therefore I can have confidence. So knowing, everybody say no. You have to know the word of God. You have to know the promises. So the second thing we talked about was believing. Now, Now once you know it, you have to start to believe it. I approach the word of God this way. Someone actually said this to me many years ago and it really helped me tremendously. Someone said to me, you need to read the word of God as if it was God's letter to you specifically. You have to personalize this Bible. You can't just read it as if God were speaking to somebody else because he isn't. This word has been given to all generations for every, every human that would ever receive it. So this is God's, basically God's love letter or God's letter to you specifically, uh, to you absolutely personally. And, and so that really helped me. So when I read something from the Word of God, it's not good enough just knowing it. I must now believe it. I must believe that God intends this for my life. He wants me to be well. He wants me to do well. He wants me to have victory and and conquests in my life. That God is on my side because it's already been written in His revealed will to me. And now it's up to me to take what I know and start to receive it for myself, to believe it. So say, believe it. 
So let's say I have to know it and I have to believe it. You have to start to kick in to the believing. This is for me. I see many, many years ago when my life was sort of a mess, you know, I'm talking about a lot of, a lot of years ago when I first came uh, back to the Lord. I mean, I had to trust God I, because I, I mean, I didn't, I, I couldn't put my life back together again. I didn't have the information. I didn't have the faith yet. I didn't have any of these things. But I, I started to believe when I saw the possibilities, when I saw what God wanted for me, when I saw that God wanted me to be well, that he wanted me to do well, that he wanted me to prosper, that he didn't want me to fail, that he didn't want me to be a quitter. Hallelujah. He wanted me to be a winner. When I realized this, that God wanted to anoint my life and, and challenge me to grow, when I began to learn these things, I started to believe it. I said, yes, God, that's for me. That's for me. I had to believe that God wanted all of these blessings for me in my life. So I said, one day, these, these things will be operating and working in my life. So it's not good enough just knowing it. I have to believe it. So say, know it. Believe it. Believe it. Start to believe it for yourself. Now, it's not good enough because now you've got the two cylinders firing, but we have three more cylinders that have got to fire here in order to have a complete, active, working uh, faith. So the, the third thing we talked about was it was knowing, it was believing, and it was saying. So it's not good enough to just know the Word of God. It's not good enough to just say, I believe the Word of God. You need to actually put your mouth to it and begin to confess and to say the Word of God or speak in alignment with the Word of God. And this is where a lot of people really miss it because they say they, they know the Word and they believe the Word, but they're not saying the Word. Everything they're saying is contrary to what they're telling me they know and what they believe. If I believe I'm healed according to God's Word, then I don't talk about my sickness ad nauseum. Did you ever get around somebody, all they like to do is talk, oh, you don't know how sick I am. Oh, I got this ache, oh, this pain. But I know, I know that by his stripes I'm healed. And I believe it. But oh, you don't know how many aches and pains I have. I got a pain here. I got, just as soon as this pain finishes, this pain starts. Like, all you do is talk about your pain. Why don't you talk about your healing? Amen. Why don't you start talking about the knowledge that you have received from God's word and, and you say, yeah, that pain might be there, but it's on its way out. That headache may be trying to come on me, but by faith, I'm taking authority over it in the name of Jesus. You, you can't just know it and you can't just say you believe it. You have to start saying it. You have to start talking the word of God. And, and it's amazing. I, you know, I shouldn't say it frustrates me, but it challenges my faith. It challenges my patience sometimes. Because people sit in church year in and year out and amen and shout me down. And then I get to praying with them. And, you know, I hear what comes out of their mouth. And I'm thinking, wait a minute. Everything you're saying to me right now does not measure up to what you know and what you say you believe. That's right. If you believe something, then say it. If you believe something, then let it become part of your conversation. Listen, if you, if you believe God wants you to do better, then start talking better. If you believe God wants you to prosper, then start talking success. If you, if you believe God wants you to progress, then, then don't, don't keep living in the past. Start talking about your blessed future. You got to say it. 
You've got to say it. You've got to speak it in line with God's word. So wherever you learn the word of God, put it into your mouth, man. Start, start muttering it. I do. I mutter the word of God. I speak what God says. You know, uh, I, I say all kinds when it comes to my health. By your stripes, I'm healed. By your, you pray, you said in your word of prayer above all, brethren, that you prosper and be in health. I thank you, Lord, that I walk in divine physical health. Lord, your word says that the span of a man's life should be 70 or up to 120. I'm going for the max, 120, 120. I'm going for 120. You've got to speak it. You've got to speak it. You can't just say, I know it and I believe it. You've got to start talking the word. Life and death um, are in the power of the tongue. I'll tell you, this is this funny story. One of my other little, these are my great nephews, by the way, that I talk about because they're in the church all the time. And last week, I talked a little bit about the sayings that life and death are in the power of the tongue. And we were together at Angela's house that night. And Angela said something. And Luke stood up. And I, I didn't know. Luke's 13. He stood up and said, now, Grandma, you know, what past, you know what Uncle Ray said today in church? Life and death are in the power of the tongue. And what you said right now is death and it's not life. <laughs> I was like, I mean, it blew my hair back. I said, you were actually listening? And she was like, uh, well, I guess you're right, Luke. Yeah, uh, um, she didn't know what to say. Luke actually shut my sister up. I can't believe it. I can't believe it. But life and death are in the power of the tongue. So you have to say it, right? Let it become part of your conversation. Now, we don't walk around and deny things. We don't say, you know, you walk like I, I, people misunderstanding this sometimes and well-meaning, you know, I've heard it. You know, they, have a, they have a broken leg and a cast and they're walking around and say, my leg's not broken. My le-. Yes, you're, you're a liar. Your leg is broken. <laughs> That's not what we're saying. Yes, my leg is broken, but my leg is on the mend and it will be better than it has ever been before. Better than new. That's my faith speaking. God is healing this leg. See, that's how you operate in the language of faith. That's called the language of faith. So you have to know it. Say, know it. Believe it. Now say it. You got to say it. Then we talked about the fourth cylinder of faith. We've got three going. Let's hope we got the fourth one. This one's important. And the fourth cylinder of faith is that you have to do it. Everybody say, do it. You can't not do it. You have to do it. You have to put what you know, what you believe, and what you're saying into action and activity. You can't just walk, you know, walk securely knowing it, believing it and saying it, because this is where a lot of people miss it. They know the word, they believe the word, they say the word, but they don't do the word. You can go up to someone and say, do you believe God wants you to prosper? Oh, yes, I believe that, Pastor Ray. I believe it. I know it. It's in God's word. I can show you the verses. I know the verses. Here it is. I believe it. Yes, I, I even speak it over my, over my, well, do you tithe? Um, well, you know, I'm really challenged in that area. And um, don't put condemnation on me now, Pastor Ray. No, I'm not putting condemnation on you. What I'm trying to get you to see is that knowing it, believing it, and saying it are not the whole package. You've got to get the cylinder of faith operating, you, you got to start to do what the Word of God says. You can't just be a knower, a believer, and a sayer. A lot of people walk around believers, but they're not progressing in faith. Faith is not accomplishing anything in their life. Why? Why isn't it, why isn't it doing anything? Because even though they know it, even though they believe it, and even though they're saying it, they're not putting the action or the activity behind what they know, believe, and are saying. That's how you complete faith. That's how you bring your faith to completion. We looked at these verses the last time we were together. 
And it said about the children of Israel coming out of Egypt, said that for indeed the gospel was preached to us as well as to them, but the word which they heard did not profit them, not being mixed with faith in those who believe. In other words, they heard the word, but they didn't put any activity. They didn't put any action behind it. They said they know the word, but they didn't put any action or activity, right? We looked at James, and James said, um, but be doers of the word, not hearers only, deceiving yourself. And we won't read the whole thing, but he goes into verse 25, and he says, but he who looks into the perfect law of liberty and continues in it, and is not a forgetful hearer, but a doer. Everybody say a doer. A doer of the work. This one will be blessed in what he does. All right. So we've got four, four cylinders firing. We got to, let's say it again. I got to know it. I got to believe it. I got to say it. And I got to do it. Now I'm going to give you the fifth cylinder of faith. You ready? Now this one is really important because th- they're all important, but this one is the glue that holds the rest of them together because without this, everything else is going to fall apart. Without this particular cylinder firing, everything else is going to have a difficult time operating and you're going to find yourself challenged and quite possibly you might retreat your faith walk because you are not firing the fifth cylinder of faith and this one is really, 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 really important. You want to know what the fifth cylinder of faith is? You ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Hold on. Here it comes. Here it comes. Patience. I knew that would be your response. As soon as you say patience, everybody gets impatient. Dear Jesus, don't give me the patience speech. Yes, you're going to get the patience speech. Because the fifth cylinder of faith is the most, you know, important. They're all very important. But if you don't have the fifth cylinder of faith firing, which is patience, you could sabotage all the other four cylinders and, and, and walk away from your faith and not see the results of your believing not receive the results, results of your faith. You have to have patience in operation. I found out a long time ago that God's timetable and my timetable are totally different. When I think that I should have something and when God is ready to deliver it to me is sometimes a long way apart. I'm over here and God's way over here. And my part is to just get myself over to what God has intended for me, Right? And, and I have to be honest with you, you know, can I be really honest? I'm not the most patient person in the world. I am not. I want stuff done yesterday. That's just the way I've always been. I've always been a very impatient person. I've had to learn patience. But as it relates to my faith walk along the way, it's been very difficult sometimes to, um, to you know, believe and keep on believing because things aren't happening. Any, anybody here ever go through a dry season? Amen. All right. Only three or four people <laughs> raised their hand. The rest of you are a pack of liars. We're going to pray for liars in just a minute. And, I, and if you don't come up, then you're a deceived liar. How many of you have been through a dry season? You know, we all go through a dry season. And, and it really tests your patience. You know, because if you're not careful in that time and you don't learn to express patience, you could abandon your faith. You could give up and not see the fulfillment of your faith, not see the reality of your faith, not see your dream, your vision, your desire come to pass. I know along the way I've had to express a lot of patience, man. There have been multiple, multiple times where I want to quit, give up, throw in the towel, run the other way because things weren't happening at the rate that I wanted things to happen in my life and in my ministry. Anybody can relate to that? You see? 
Uh, so I had to learn that, that incorporated in my faith walk. It's good that you have faith. It's good that you know it. It's good that you believe it. It's good that you're saying it. It's good that you're doing it. But it doesn't mean because you have all those cylinders firing that it's going to happen tomorrow. Now, sometimes God may respond very quickly, but sometimes it takes a longer time for faith to operate in order for it to be manifested in this natural realm. It's just the way God has designed the system. Nobody knows. That's, you see, if you knew, if you knew, it wouldn't be faith. See, some of you didn't get that. If you knew, it wouldn't be faith. Faith is blind. Faith doesn't always see the end, but it believes the end before it sees the end. Come on, are you with me? That's what faith is. And that's how faith operates. I just trust God over my senses. I trust God over what I see, what I hear, what I feel. I trust what God says. And I use that as my source of faith. That's what I have faith in. I have faith in God's word, not in the doctor's word, not in the, in the banker's word. Now, they're good people and they bring good things to the table. And doctors are anointed by God and, and blessed by God. And lawyers are good and, and bankers are good and all these things. But that's not where my faith is. When the banker says, you can't, I look to God and say, God, he may say, I can't, but you say, I can. You, he may say, I can't borrow, but you have a, you have a place for me to get it from. Amen. Oh, come on, somebody in this house. I know that one. Because when we, when we built this building and we were duking it out trying to find money, I called 100 banks all over the country. I, call, I sat at my desk day in and day out for weeks calling banks trying to find somebody who would underwrite the, the remainder of this ministry so that we could finish. And bank after bank, oh, you've you got a great ministry. Oh, everything looks good, but sorry, no. No, no, no. And I just kept looking at the Lord saying, Lord, every one of these people said no, but I know somewhere, somewhere there's a yes. Somewhere you have a yes for me. And, and it was that patient persistence that brought me over the finish line where we were able to finally find a bank who came in and, you know, took over our mortgage and, and, and it, the, the rest is history. It just, everything flipped the other way. We went from being, uh, I don't know, like, uh, I don't know, $30,000 a month in the hole when they took the mortgage and reduced the rate, gave us a really good rate, really good terms. We flipped it around to where we were cash positive $10,000 a, a, a month uh, from going 30,000, I think it was 30,000 a week or 30,000 a month to $10,000 a month cash positive. And we dug ourselves out of a major hole that we were in way in those beginning days. But that took faith. It took, didn't only take knowing that God wanted me to prosper. It didn't take me only believing that God wanted me to prosper. Didn't take only saying that God wanted me and this church to prosper. It didn't only take the doing that went with all of the principles, but it took a lot of patience. Everybody say patience. To patiently persist and to patiently endure until we got it over the finish line. And this is where I've seen, now listen to me because this is really important. This is where I've seen a lot of people who just quit too early, give up on doing the word, give up on, you know, believing that, that things can change. They, they quit before God has a chance to bring their faith to completion and to bless, um, to, to bring what they're looking for, what they believe in God for. So... So patience is of great importance if we're going to see our faith really work. So I wanted you to go to Hebrews chapter 6. And for whatever time we have left today, let's just go through 
chapter 6, real quick. Let's start at verse 9. Hebrews 6, 9. But beloved, we are confident of better things concerning you. Yes, things that accompany salvation. So God has something better. Everybody say better. You may be in a good place, but God has something better. For God is not unjust to forget your work and labor of love, which you have shown toward his name, in that you have ministered to the saints and do minister. And we desire, now listen, we desire that each one of you show the same diligence to the full assurance of hope until the end. Now listen, this is the part we want to key in on. That you do not become sluggish, underline, circle, highlight, sluggish, draw a line in your Bible, put it in the, the, the uh, margin of your Bible, and write the word lazy. Oh, I'm telling you, not, you know, this is not one of the cylinders, but it ought to be. A lot of times people just don't see the fulfillment of their faith. It's because they get lazy. They don't want to do it. All right, but that's messing for a different time. He says that you do not become lazy or sluggish, but imitate. That means follow. Mimic. Do what somebody else is doing. He said, imitate those who through faith and patience inherit the promises. Imitate, follow the lead, do what the leader is doing or doing what that person who has inherited the promises in their life, do what they do and you'll end up in the same place. You know, basically you're going to end up exactly uh, where those you follow lead you. You're going to end up exactly where they are. That's why the Bible says, imitate those who through faith and pay. You know what one of the problems of the body of Christ? Can we just talk and be honest? Can we, can we be real? Can we talk this morning? Only two of you said yes, but I'm going to talk anyway. But I said, can we talk this morning? You know what the problem is, I think, a lot of times, is that you're following the wrong leaders, the wrong examples. He said, be imitators of those who through, not those who have big mouths, not those who criticize, not those who think they know everything, not those who put on a big show and it's, 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 it's all show and no blow, as they say. There's no wind, you know, it's all, it's all wind but no rain. Don't be followers of those kinds of people. Be imitators of those who through faith and patience are inheriting or have inherited the promises of God. In other words, you look to somebody, you follow someone, you imitate someone, you imitate their faith, you imitate those who have a life that displays the promises of God in operation. That's right. If you see somebody who's walking in the reality of the promises of God, then that's the one who you want to imitate. You want to imitate the big mouth, knows everything produces nothing. All they do is mouth off. They've got, they've got nothing to show in their life. You want to follow someone who's producing fruit. You want to see someone who's bringing forth the promises. If God is, God is talking about healing, they're walking in that promise. If they talk about divine, they're walking in that. Talk about, they're walking in prosperity. They're walking in the promises of God. They're walking in wisdom. They're walking in forgiveness. They're walking in love. Come on, are you with me? Be imitators of those who through faith and patience are inheriting the promises of God. So, so that leads me from this verse to understand something. That faith has a partner. You know how you have a salt and pepper shaker on your, on your table at home? Well, well, faith has something that stands alongside it that goes with it and it's called patience. 
And this is where a lot of people lose it. Because you may, you may start off in faith. You're, you know it. You believe it. You're saying it. You're doing it. But what happens is when things don't change in two days, you're ready to quit and give up and throw in the towel and walk away from it. Tune in tomorrow afternoon at 2 for More Than Conquerors with Pastor Ray. If today's message was a blessing to you, ask for your free CD of the broadcast for a gift of any amount to help support this radio ministry. Just mail your request with your check to More Than Conquerors or MTC, P.O. Box 8187, White Plains, New York, 10602. Be sure to include the date of the message you're requesting. If ordering a complete Bible study series, a minimum love offering of $20 is appreciated. Identify the series and include the word series in your order. If you missed any of the hundreds of inspiring, life-changing Bible study messages of encouragement taught by Pastor Ray on this More Than Conquerors radio station, such as those on salvation, healing, miracles, faith, forgiveness, and many more, podcast downloads of all these programs are yours free of charge by simply going to PastorRayNY.com or WMCA.com and clicking on Podcasts. That's podcasts at either PastorRayNY.com or WMCA.com. Thank you for listening to and supporting this ministry of God-centered lessons of integrity and victory from the Word of God and being ever mindful that as life's challenges come, God's Word is truth and will always impact our lives in a positive way in making us more than conquerors.